0: This week on The Cardamom Pod, we have our producer Aziz in the studio with us, ready to shoot the ship. So, listeners? Thanks for joining us in another episode of The Cardamom Pod. Since we're um, getting kind of near the end of the season, we thought it'd be a good time to address some of the requests we got and just sort of catch up. Anushka is, uh, he, she's out this week. And we have our producer, Aziz Adib, filling in for her. How's
1: it going, guys?
0: So, as we always do, a (laughs) check-in. Aziz, how are you? How's life?
1: I feel like whenever people ask me, I just say I'm tired. That's Um, cute.
0: That's really cool.
1: But, like, usually it's just because I don't want to tell them, but I'm genuinely, like, tired this week. It's been a long week, but...
0: You can't start, um, like, the podcast off already being like, I don't want to talk to you guys. Like, yeah,
1: that's the vibe I give go us, for. Give us
0: something, like, give, be a little bit more vulnerable. More, well, more vulnerable. <laughs> There's a lot of R's. More vulnerable, please.
1: I guess, like, the update of my week has been, I started watching, like, a really just basic TV show on Netflix called Shit's Creek.
0: It's not basic, it's good. I
1: mean, I love it. It's, like, mind-numbing. It's so I don't have to think. Baby. I don't have to, like... <laughs> I don't have to, like, have a Twitter opinion about this show. Right. I can just watch it and mm. laugh at it and not think about it
0: afterwards. So, you don't get you don't have to shit it out like we always do, oh. right? You don't have to have a on Was that a pun? It. No. Ooh. Oh, interesting. Oof. Maybe I'm, like, cleverer than I think I yeah. am. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or maybe not. Uh, who knows? Uh, puns, are, puns are kind of in that gray area of cleverness. Um, okay. I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you have, like, a respite from... Yeah, I mean, I'm Everything. just,
1: I'm just like, trying to get outside more, and I feel like I was going to do that last week, and then we got nine days of, I think, a biblical amount of rain, <laughs> which normally I'm fine with, but... Um, but you
0: were going to try this time. Yeah, I was going
1: to try, and this just proves, like, why try, right?
0: Okay, you're so, you're just, like, bringing it all down, and we just started. Okay, I'm going to tell this you... This is why I'm a
1: producer, <laughs> not a host, that's why. <laughs> this is why
0: you're not in front of the mic. That, that makes sense. Well, I'm going to share my stuff. Yes, please. Uh, earlier, we like a, like a few nights ago, we had uh, the first Traveling Chai House event, which was really fun. We partnered with Femme Mache, and we hosted it in the Chinatown Soup Space, which is not too far from actually where we record at uh, Canal Street Market. Um, it was really great. So the Traveling Chai House was, uh, it was like a, a lineup of six amazing yeah. poets, plus me. Um uh six south asian poets who just like been doing incredible work over the years. Uh Aziz you read and it yes. was great. Thank Everyone you. loved it. <laughs> um I think especially because your stuff was like a little bit fun, like m- funnier than some oh, of the stuff that other people <laughs> were sh- It was good. It was like a nice like yeah. you know, up tempo, down tempo, like you kind of you had a nice like f- there's a nice flow overall with all the speakers. Um, and it was just really amazing to see the turnout because, uh, like
1: a lot of people, we didn't have space. We didn't have yeah. space.
0: People had to sit on the ground to get to like listen and stuff, and it was just a packed house on like a cold, rainy night. Yeah. In the middle of the week.
1: I didn't want to go. It was raining. <laughs> I didn't want to yeah. go, and I was
0: organizing it. Um, it was yeah, it was just really incredible, and like the energy was so good. Everyone was so gracious. It was a really, really fun night, and, like, I'm so excited for the next one. I mean,
1: I think it's, it's. I'm so glad that it worked out and so many people came out, right? Because how how often do you have a space like that to really just kind of, not necessarily like curate to a specific group of people, but I think, like, you, there's, like, a level of virtue signaling, like, hey, we're doing this for this community, and, like, people showing up. I think, like, organizing and putting it together, not that that's the easy part, but I think the the more rewarding part, right, is when you're packing the room and you're telling people like sit on the floor i guess like
0: right right so uh, it's funny because like maybe the inner workings of organizing an event like this um hopefully it's not like watching the sausage be made but like it's not like i went into this with like a lot of plans or with a lot of experience Mm -hmm. putting events together i literally just like called up my friends at femme machine i was like let's do a poetry thing let's like bring in some poets and, like, do a thing. And they were like, cool, let's do this it. We this Is such have a New York, like,
1: conversation? Yeah, so it's <laughs> like, a,
0: okay, so it's like a very, like, DIY, yeah. like, creative space kind of thing. But, like, I didn't have a lot of, necessarily, expectation. I really did, and I made a joke of it on the night, but I really did think it would be, like, us and, like, 10 yeah. NYU kids <laughs> who just, like, rocked up out of nowhere and who, like, disappeared into the night afterwards. But, like, it was a full house, like, 200 people RSVP'd. Yeah. People were, like, emailing me, being, like, tickets are sold out. Tickets were free, by the way. <laughs> so, like, tickets are gone. Like, how do I get in? And so it was just, like, incredible. And then, like, I, I don't know. I guess I was just really humbled by the whole experience. Like, it didn't yeah. really feel like, like, I feel like we kind of planned it in secret in our pajamas, like, super <laughs> low, like, super small and, like, low-key. And then it became this, like, living thing by the end yeah, of Yeah, I it.
1: mean, like, I think, I mean, I hadn't done a reading and. I want to say, like, two or three years, mm-hmm. even a while. I hadn't written in a long time, either. I was reading old stuff, and it. I left that feeling almost, like, rejuvenated. It, it was, like, not to be, like, cheesy, cliche. It was just, like, I left that, and I was like, shit, I want to do more of this. Like, yeah. it was fun, like, to be in front of, like, I I get a little anxious in front of a lot of people, right? And so I'm up there, and I'm, like, kind of looking around, and I'm feeling like that first bead of sweat drop, but... I don't know, there was just, like, the environment was so welcoming. And, like, once I got started, I was like, shit, I, I wish I brought more stuff to read. Right, you, you just, know? like, want
0: to stay up there. You just want to yeah. bask in it. And, like, I think what was incredible about it was that it was, it was very specific. It was a South Asian poetry night. Yeah. And that's incredible because there are not many events like that. Or, like, they're happening in spaces that are maybe not just, you know, centered on the arts. Like, they work in different niches that are not yeah. maybe so... Um, I don't know. Just they're, they're not initially for us.
1: I think what's great about that isn't like, oh, we're doing South Asian stuff for South Asian. People. I mean, I think about it in my own context. Like a couple of years ago, just like a random open mic, I'm not going to that.
0: Right. I'm not going to go to that. It That's scary. It doesn't always feel like a safe even, space either. Yeah, and,
1: and it's like I'm not someone that necessarily overtly writes about identity and, and diaspora no, kind of stuff. No, none of, of us stuff, really right? do. And but but even still, like I thought it was great that like so many open micers came. And I saw that and I kind of saw myself in a little bit because, I mean, that's how I got, like, into Kajo, right? It was just, I don't know, there's a little bit of, there's like a safety net that you feel, right?
0: Yeah, I think for me what was incredible about it as well was, like, the lineup of poets I was able to, like, you know, get really enthusiastic, yes, I'll be there, like, off of them. Like, we had such a range of artists. We had, like... Nadia Mazir, who, like, talked about being, like, Guyanese-American, which is an incredible perspective that we don't often get mm-hmm. in these spaces. And I know, like, even at college, like, we have to work really hard sometimes to, like, make sure that we're being as inclusive as possible and making room for people. So it was great to have her there. There was um, Aisha, Aisha Reyes, who um, came. She, she, like, isn't American, and she's, like, sharing in the space, too. Like, mm-hmm. it was kind of this incredible spread of people and, like... Everyone had something really amazing to share and I don't know I was just I was just really in awe of it.
1: Yeah, we're going to do another one soon, right? Yeah yeah, yeah yeah i'm
0: hoping i'm hoping to partner with a lot of really cool people and i think what was the funniest bit was i didn't think there would be chai at the traveling chai house <laughs> I, li- I i called up so many people and i was like hey like come and like, serve your chai at our event and they were all like no 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 no, but you can like buy chai off of us if you want and i was just like i don't think you get yeah. <laughs> what we're trying Some to do to, yeah but that's okay and then trying like, to build a
1: community here right, man also for free. just like
0: <laughs> <laughs> like help me out like yeah. <laughs> all of us are like poor and shit but um Uh, And then like Chinatown soup came all the way through with like vegan haldi chai. And it was incredible. And I think Nadia in a cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was so happy. I felt so seen. Um, Yeah. I just, yeah, I guess for me, a really big part of it was the space building. And like, it's just really gratifying when we can do stuff like that. We can build the stuff that we want, that we wish already existed, you know, and I I feel like we're doing it with the podcast too. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's really amazing that when we put the call out for people to to let us know what they want to hear from us, we got a ton of responses. Um, and we're going to get into those in a little bit, but we're going to take a short break. And then when we get back, we'll start talking about some of the things that you guys asked us to talk about. Hey listeners, we're back. Um, So we put the call out uh, at the top of the month just asking, getting kind of a general survey from folks about like what they are enjoying and like what they want to hear more uh, from us about and y'all really responded. (laughs) Like a lot of messages came to us from like all different channels. Um, A lot of you guys came through on Twitter, which is great. That's where I live. (laughs) Oh my God. Um, But yes, I think let's just like start at the top of these messages and kind of work our way through them. Is that cool? Let's do it. So, um, and Thora... And Thora Majumdar wrote to us and asked us to say, uh, well, they, they wrote, would love to hear more about some of your favorite and maybe not so favorite portrayals of brown stories in film and TV. And Ooh. I know we have tons and tons of opinions about we, this. We kind
1: of did our first episode on this a little bit.
0: Yeah, we also have our group chat where yeah. we share <laughs> a lot of shit. Um, and so this is, this is really right up our alley because I think maybe just because of like the world that we live in now where it feels like representation is such an important currency uh,
1: That's a good word. T- I think currency. I- it is. is it's yeah. like it's
0: kind of how we buy our place in society. Is like, you know, our best foot forward as a people. <laughs> is kind of yeah. like what actor is like killing it right now. Which kind of is like you know, it's it's it sucks in a lot of ways, yeah. especially with like with a Aladdin Aladdin coming oh out. Oh my
1: god! Oh um, my god! And I'm sure
0: we'll have. Many feelings about that too. Thumbs
1: down. Oh my
0: gosh, did you see like the bit with like the Will Smith, the Prince Ali song, and it he's was like fine. so, but he's it was like so fine. low energy and it had like no like amazing th- dance numbers yeah. or anything like that. I
1: kind of wish they just let Will Smith direct it, because I, I think they he's had, like, the most excited person there.
0: Yeah, you're right. He's yeah. like, from what I can tell from like the is like he's really yeah. like charging. But we let's it with we
1: shouldn't energy. critique it till it's out. But
0: okay, fine. Okay, okay. So yeah. back back to <laughs> Anthora's question. Um, so. Let's start with, like, good, because we're not so good yeah. at starting with the good. Let's, let's Sure. Let's, what's, what do you think is good representation? Like, what comes immediately to mind?
1: First thought for me is always uh, the namesake, the movie. Uh, right. So that's Jhumpa Lahiri's book that was, I think it was in the early 2000s. Mm. I believe Mira Nair directed it, and it was Irfan Khan, Tabu, and Cal Penn. And then Cal and
0: Penn's sister, someone who played Cal Penn's sister.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like she wasn't. She, I, remember, I like vaguely saw her in a Bollywood movie, but I remember seeing that movie as like a preteen, which maybe I was a little too young to see it. But I'm really glad that I did. That was, I thought Cal Penn was awesome in that movie. I thought the movie in general was really well made. It's one of the few, it's one of the few movies that I think I like equally, if not more, than the book.
0: I think I enjoyed it more than the book.
1: Yeah, and and that's not like a knock on the book at all. It was
0: just a beautiful movie yeah,
1: it was yeah aesthetically i thought i like you put Irfan Khan Tabunani in any movie i know
0: like, right right i mean <laughs> instant watch
1: <laughs> if you put yeah either of them alone put them together like it's i have it to was, watch yeah, it, it now great. yeah and i thought i thought it was really interesting to see cal Penn in that light because i was like in my early teens and at that point cal Penn is he's kumar that's all he is Right, like in my mind, that's hey, all you're he is.
0: saying that, but like Harold and Kumar is dope.
1: No, no, I, yeah, but as in like really I didn't
0: really progressed. Sure, <laughs> South Asians in the mainstream. Yeah, I think
1: I think it's so great that we had a South Asian stoner so early on. Yeah, But
0: yeah. It's like, can you imagine <laughs> having that now?
1: Oh man, we it have one. Like, it was
0: like ahead of its time. Yeah,
1: but but I think like in the namesake, seeing Cal Pen really take on the more serious role, mm. and it like. I don't know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm overanalyzing it, but I remember watching it thinking like, oh, he's taking this so seriously. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. I love it so much. And I thought it was really cool because they showed the different relationship he had with his mother and his father. And I've had, you know, I had a very different reaction watching that as as a preteen. And then like later I rewatched it like maybe a year or two ago. And my reaction was very different, but like equally impressed by it. Um. And I don't know, I have a lot of love for Cal Penn. I think he's kind of like, He's not that old, but he's like the dad of South Asian representation in my, in my mind. He's like Did the you ever first watch one. Uh, where's the party Dude, where's y'all? the party? Oh yeah, yeah. One of the best lines in any movie is from that movie where they're like, "I'm not gonna do the Indian accent," but they're like, "Somebody's Toyota Camry lights are on," and like, or they said, <laughs> yeah, they were like, "Mr. Patel, your Toyota Camry lights are on." Like eight people walked. And I was like. That's amazing.
0: You know what's amazing about that particular movie is it's shot entirely in Houston, Texas, where my family is from. Of course. And so when we... It's funny because we didn't, like, come into... When we watched that movie, we didn't, like, know a lot about it. We found it at the library... (laughs) And then we just, like, <laughs> threw it on, and it became this, like, incredible time capsule. Yeah. Because, like, my dad and his friend, who also grew up in Houston, were watching it. And they were just, like, in awe because, like, you know, the Indian restaurant where Cal Penn works, like, my dad, yeah. like, has memories there. Oh, my God, the condom there.
1: scene? Yeah. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> um, But it was, it was incredible when they were, like, looking at the credits. Yeah. And they knew everybody, like, all the extras were, like, friends of theirs from, like, college and stuff. That's like, so cool. Like, we all went to, like, University of Houston with them. Like, it was... For my family, it felt like such a, like, depiction of our lives, especially mm-hmm. with the, like, McMansions and, like, all yeah. of that. Like, that's how my extended family lives. And it's just, um, I don't know if a true representation has ever been made of diasporas out the Asians yeah. in a particular specific neighborhood of it's, the world. It's funny. It's, th- I feel yeah. like
1: both the namesake and, like, dudes were the part, like they kind of lost like it's funny i don't that you know you call it dude
0: where's the party because on the cover no that's one of the names oh but the no. other version of the name is where's the party yar
1: so the reason i know it's dude where's the party and i have a specific memory of this is we also got it from the library and me and my me my brother my sister and my two other cousins so it was like my first cousins are both our families went on like vacation like north carolina right, right. Like, like four days and we just like bought the movie and like basically like our parents were sleeping on like the ground floor the 90s were sleeping on the second floor and then like all the kids we just had like one room it was like six <laughs> of us and Sounds about right. we just put this movie on and like nobody checked the rating of this movie right. and like my four-year-old sister is watching this movie right and i just remember we we like when in the movie at one point some like fabi indian guy says dude where's the party and we lost it <laughs> and for the next eight years whenever we saw each other Somebody inevitably would say, "Like, dude, where's a party?" In the accent, and it, so, like, to me, it's like
0: it's it's crystallized oh, in that moment.
1: It's like, which is yeah. funny because, like, Etched in stone. when
0: you say "fob," even I kind of like get, I kind of like cringe because yeah. it's like, oh, that's like that's a particular like. I don't even know like stereotype, how Stereotype, like, archetype yeah. kind of thing that we've I think we've outgrown. Yeah. And so it, it's so interesting because like that is so crystallized in that moment, like the early two thousands, of like where we just like unabashedly just like shot on. Oh, people I mean coming this is over. the height
1: of Russell Peters.
0: Right, right, right? you're like, right. You're totally right. As an example yeah. of bad representation. Yeah. Um I love that movie and Everyone keep an eye out. At one point, I will write an essay about <laughs> it, especially because everyone who worked on that movie is, like, a family friend. Yeah. I found out, like, I had friends in common with all of them on Facebook when I was, like, yeah. researching this movie, so that'll come out eventually. Okay.
1: That's a lot of positivity. Let's do bad stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hold on. So, like, let's, like, do a tally really quick. So we said, uh, where's the party yard? Dude, where's the party? We haven't even
1: got to 2005 yet.
0: The namesake. <laughs> and uh harold and kumar both as examples exemplary uh testaments to the south asian experience well
1: i want to say one thing okay i want to say one thing because i think i don't know we talk about like good representation i'm using air quotes it's this is a it's an audio medium using air quotes good representation and i feel like so many people think of good representation as like they watch something and they think that's me right and i'm like, I, I don't know. That's not my approach to this. Like, I'm not watching, like, I'm not watching Harold and Kumar at 13 years old thinking, like, that's me.
0: Right, right. I mean, if I
1: am, that's like a thousand different problems. I, but yeah, it's I hear you. like, to me, it's like relatability, it's like just like quality shit, too, right? Like, good stuff
0: yeah I think like, it's well also made. the container for yourself it's like yeah I'm not that person yet but like that gives me such an like, a sense of like who I could be
1: or like I know people like this right, right? Like, like and
0: there's a there's a familial connection that mm-hmm. gets created with this like fictional character and I think that's really funny that you bring that up because did you ever see that Cal Penn video that like oh like God. resurfaced on Twitter yes. where he's in this like incredible like silk shirt and he's playing this like what was it
1: I don't know what like actual movie or set it was no, from. I no,
0: I think it was like him just like playing just a character a, of his own. He was just
1: doing a Gujarati character called Ladies Pie.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. which
1: is and also like a wonderful mustache, <laughs> like really nice mustache. And I mean, I did not know. I'm Gujarati myself. I didn't know he was Gujarati. And I watched this video, and I like had to like take a break. Right. Okay. So I
0: think that we should actually play it. So the yeah, people yeah we'll who, play a clip. <laughs> uh, are in the know can like understand. How yeah. incredible this video is. So, so, right? Right?
1: so, one thing about this video that I think, like, and we'll link it in the description and we'll tweet it out or whatever. Because sure. you have to but, also have the
0: visual aspect yeah,
1: of it. Because the way he speaks and the way he touches his mustache and like just everything about it as like somebody who's I've spent my whole life around Gujarati people. And it's it's so accurate that it's kind of uncomfortable. <laughs> um It's one of my. Fa- I,
0: that's I, art. Yeah, that's it's pure so art. good.
1: It's so good. And that's like that is that's like be the change you wish to see in the world. <laughs> that's that video in a micro. The golden
0: age of Cal Penn. Oh, yeah. Hopefully we get another one. I
1: think soon. we will. I think we will. I
0: think he's I think he's, I think he's acting like more really now. Incredible I think this, this
1: Obama shit is done. He's back. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, okay, okay. So examples of bad mm. representation or depiction. And I'm gonna have to say Superwoman and that bizarre video that she posted on YouTube. What was it called? It was um let me find it really quick.
1: Uh, while you're looking it up, I just wanna say how I just every time I see how she like does the typeface. <laughs> like it. it cracks me up, cause it's so ridiculous.
0: Right, with like the the like the bars. On yeah, side. yeah.
1: It's just it's just a little. It's you don't need to do it, but it's fine.
0: It was like, was if Bollywood songs were rap? Is that it?
1: Oh, that title alone, like YouTube should ban. She should be demonetized for that that title.
0: It was like um.
1: I'm kidding. Don't don't no take no people's no. money it away. It was
0: about like, it's. It's like weird. She's like dressed in kind of like a pseudo bridal outfit, talking about how of like course. she. Yeah, because like Indian representation no is women
1: always dressed in saris. For so
0: some there, I've like definitely realized that there's like some <laughs> weird like dynamic, this like weird binary of like either you're like a Dulhan or you're like yeah. a Jamak Chalo, and like that's it. <laughs> like you can only be one of those things. And like it's it's stupid. Like it's like the whole like you know Madonna. Sure. Like. You know, I mean, it's Jezebel it's, it's kind of like situation. for women in right. general. It's just well, like the, so the Daisy version. It's right? a or binary or like that South we Asian know language. is untrue. Yeah, right. We know that doesn't exist. And then to like play it up for the sake of commenting on like how you're not yeah adulhan, but you are a Cholo, but you yeah. own being jam. It's like it doesn't really work, and it just kind of reinforces the binary.
1: Yeah, I mean, I recently saw a clip that she put out. Uh, I mean, y- you go first. You go first.
0: <laughs> I will. I, so I have a lot of feelings about Superwoman, and most of them are negative. I sure. would say, as like a very generous way of putting it, <laughs> I think that she is turning South Asians into a caricature for white people to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I don't think that she's making stuff f- for the community, and like that's okay. I don't think every artist has to. Yeah. But I think that it's it's a violence that if you're like making work that is expressly hurting us. Yeah. Like, you're turning our parents, you're turning the way that we live into a joke for other people to laugh at. Yeah. And that's really regressive. And, and, I mean, and I think,
1: like, the thing about it is, like, I, I seven years ago, when I'm watching Superwoman, I'm laughing, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not a big, I'm not a big believer in, like, let's judge somebody's content from 2007 with, like, 2019 standards. Like, I just, to me, that's, like, that doesn't always work. Sure. But I think in the, like, Superwoman, to me, the, the, the part that bothers... But she posted this video, like, a month ago. <laughs> exactly. There isn't a growth away from that, right? Like, mm. if this is consistent over the years, and it kind of just feels like we're all, we, we're all moving past that. We're all kind of growing with that, and that just... It doesn't seem important enough to her, and, and I think, like, whether it's, whether it's, like, after a certain amount of time, certain amount of content, certain amount of fame, it feels like a slap in the face, Right,
0: right. I think like what's what's interesting. i like I do want to know if her audience has grown up, like if they've, if like her audience remains like 14 year old, like 12 to 14 year olds, <laughs> yeah. or if those 12 to 14 year olds. I don't have know, grown man. 12 to 14
1: year olds are so and woke, still
0: like watch her. I've like I've <laughs> met people our age, yeah, who watch her, oh absolutely, and like love her, and who are brown and they love her. Yeah. But I think it's also this kind of like starvation mentality, right? There's like a sense of like, well, it's we also access, right? We're eating yeah. scraps and like all yeah. we have is scraps and. I'm, I'm fully in the knowledge of saying that superwoman is a scrap and yeah. you don't have to like, that doesn't have to be how we eat anymore. Yeah. You know, like it's, um,
1: what's well, also like the onus is on us as other people in the community to like put the work in to like find people you do like, because the thing is like, su- like people like super, they don't pop up out of nowhere. Right. Like they put the work in, like this isn't to take anything away from like the work that she did put in to like get, get the platform that she did. But like, I think it's like really important that like when people are up and coming like they may not be amazing yet but like follow them watch them like support them right and like sure. continue like well, we've done keeping that. an eye on it right. no but we've I think it has to continue work. going right I don't think like You
0: think we still have to invest in Superwoman
1: No 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 I'm saying in other people that are coming up oh, true, Yeah no sure. no no I don't yeah, mean, I yeah. hear you. <laughs> you know yeah. I mean we had like we had Abby on the podcast a couple episodes ago right yeah. and I'm like I anytime I meet Brown I'm like check her out. She's funny. Yeah. Right? She's really and funny. What and like I
0: appreciate about Abby is that she's also growing and she's very mm-hmm. quick to be like, I fucked up. Oh yeah. Like We, we asked her about some of the stuff that yeah. she messed up on and she was like, yeah, I, I messed up and we're not really getting that from a lot of people, which Mm-mm. I think is why I'm running out of patience for a lot of them. And maybe like Superwoman, I would have had more patience for yeah. her in 2007. If by like 2009, she'd gotten it together. Sure. But this is like 10 years later and we're still it's seeing the while. same shit.
1: Yeah. And then now she's getting a late night show.
0: Which good yeah. thing is
1: it's a slot that nobody watches, so it's
0: funny. <laughs> it's Didn't like solo. Craig Ferguson have that like years ago. Who?
1: <laughs> that leprechaun?
0: He was Scottish. Oh, oh was he? Oh, shit. <laughs> um, okay. I hope
1: I hope he doesn't listen to this episode. Somehow, yeah, I feel like it will not find I I its way to be him. Fine.
0: Craig, yeah. I love you. Come back to late night. <laughs> I love doing the Drew Carey show. We have a good example. Cal Pen, the guy. Yeah. And then we have the God. a not so great example, <laughs> or maybe as an example that we are concerned about, yeah. not on board with. Um, another good example, I have to say, I love Kelly Kapoor from The Office. Mm, yeah, I think Kelly Kapoor is a pitch perfect, basic brown girl. Um, not that I necessarily know people like that, but she's hilarious, and I can definitely, like, I feel like she's an icon in her own right. Yeah, all of her one-liners are killer everything like yeah i have a i have a question first of all how dare you yeah that's good or i talk so much sometimes i just l- i just l- have learned to tune myself out amazing um i really really enjoyed mindy Haling's turn on the office that
1: was like it was so much fun because you knew anytime she spoke it was like, gonna be amazing yeah like she wouldn't like there were very few episodes where she was sort of like the main sort of like plot character but she'd have like one or two lines. And like her and Creed for me on that show, anytime they spoke, I knew it was going to be like gold.
0: I always remember Kelly Kapoor, business bitch. And like, I, I can't keep a straight face. I'm like
1: really smart. Oh, guys. <laughs> I, <laughs> it's like me well, as soon like, as I graduated walking up to people. That,
0: this is the thing with, with Kelly Kapoor is like, she's so quotable. Yeah. Like, there's that moment where like they're interviewing her and they're like, do you have any weaknesses? I don't have any weaknesses, asshole. Like, or something like that where it's just sort of like that's that's the energy that I Yeah. That's the thing what I'm what I'm saying is like I think that these characters act as containers yeah. for us. Like whether or not we are those people, they give us a template. They give us. I okay, I'll also say as a good example in that same vein, Kevin NaPoor from Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> loved him. Okay,
1: maybe you did, but I got tormented because of that dude, dude.
0: Well, people will be racist. Like, oh that's, my that's God. not his fault. I was like,
1: come on, Kevin.
0: I loved him. I had a massive crush on him. <laughs> I I just, like, I mean, I've always really loved, like, arrogant people. Yeah. And I just really appreciated, like, having this, like. But,
1: like, dorky this, arrogant is like, a special type. Yeah.
0: So, he was, like, a smart, high-achieving, mathlete, Indian kid who with was also. With one hell of
1: a jawline.
0: With a great jawline. Yeah. Who also, like, believed in himself as a rapper. Love like, it. The lack I, of I love awareness. the character, but I
1: hate the real life character that is that brown guy. Right,
0: right. Like, fuck oh, that guy. God. But, like, Kevin Stop Napour, rhyming. Ke- Kevin Napore. Yeah, brown people should not rap. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> that's a whole episode that we will do at some point. I have,
1: after. like, one brown, quote unquote, rapper musician that I like, and the rest of them, I just can't do it.
0: Right. I think I've I tried many, many times, yeah, I keep and I've trying. given many opportunities to brown rappers, and I have. Uh, there's m- there's
1: not that much disappointed authenticity yeah and, like well, well maybe we'll get there there's also not night, that
0: many you know good songs <laughs> yeah but <laughs> I think that's part what, of it what right what else to say? yeah yeah yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure yeah that's an episode <laughs> we will get into that but yeah I loved Kevin Depo I just sort of like I loved how like campy he was yeah and just like ridiculous and like we don't really get enough characters like that we get a lot of like well-meaning best friend, sidekick characters. We don't get a character that is a fucking character yeah. and like is goofy and like is really fun to play up and like that's an opportunity. And you know, the actor really ran with it.
1: Yeah. It I, as you were as you were talking about Kevin before, I was thinking about like in more recent stuff too. Uh, in the, in that second season of Daredevil, there's Agent Nadim. Who, mm. what what I really liked, and it was funny as I was watching it. Every episode, I'm like, when are they gonna do it? When are they gonna hit me over the head that he's like Indian? When are they gonna? They're do gonna it? do an episode like, like a PSA do, episode. I'm like, they're gonna have his dadima special. come in yeah. and like, uh, you know, respect be, for
0: all cultures and tolerance. yeah, it's
1: gonna be one of them things. And I'm like, it's not gonna be well done. And right. I was just like, when are they gonna ruin this? And they didn't really do it. There was there was one or two scenes where he spoke. I don't remember if it's Hindi or Urdu, and it was a little a little choppy Hindi or Urdu. But like, I can Urdu, I can live with that. But I I like that he was just he was just a. An FBI, I think it was an FBI agent. He was, was a, a cop. He yeah. was a cop that was, like, trying to do the right thing, and he loved his son, and he was, like, the whole... It was, like, it was cool to have a cliche, uh, like, superhero motif just applied to an Indian cop, right? Right. In a way that just wasn't so over the top. It was just, like, it was just refreshing. And I like seeing more and more of that kind of stuff because I'm, like, again, like, I don't know... Like, I think there's a place for representation where we're, like, lead characters and, like, it's about our race or ethnicity or religion and all that stuff. But I also think it's important that, like, we don't re-typecast ourselves into mm-hmm. only being able to play, quote-unquote, Indian or Pakistani or whatever, South Asian people. Right. right? Like, I thought it was great that, like, I don't know if Agent Nadeem, I don't know if that part was written as Agent Nadeem or just Agent whatever. Mm. And this guy came in and did a great job because I thought he did a great job acting.
0: And then they built it around Yeah. I... I I definitely get a sense now, like, there are more characters like that where you feel like that's the case, that they left it open, and then they, like, worked with the mm-hmm. actor who came in to build a really rich storyline around them that wasn't about identity so much. It was just, like, the n- like we live normal fucking lives, Yeah, right? I, I like, really hope
1: this isn't, like, a comic book character and, like, whatever Marvel nerds are out there, like, screaming at us right now.
0: Maybe. <laughs> I mean, but even then, like, I think the thoughtfulness of his depiction Absolutely. is worth talking about, yeah. right? Like there are a lot of examples where brown characters are written to be brown and that impression really does come across like Quantico. Yeah. For example, the whole thing, the whole storyline, the whole conflict is, oh, you're going to frame the brown girl for yeah. terrorism and it's like, fuck off. Like, we're already considered terrorists. Why? Like, not I already watched
1: Homeland. Why are we doing this right? again? <laughs>
0: Why yeah. would she build, this is not intrepid. There was eight
1: seasons, nine seasons of 24. Like, right. We, we didn't kn- need another one.
0: <laughs> right. So like, I, I really do appreciate the thoughtfulness and yeah. stuff like that. Okay, example of a bad depiction.
1: Uh bad depiction. There's so many.
0: Master of None because <laughs> fuck, is he's unsary, right? Um, but also fuck Master of None. It had potential to be really good. I was so excited. It really I was so excited. Right, I think like yeah. it built it up, and then I think his treatment of South Asian women, which you can read more about in my article, um, on Quartz and Kajal, um, it. It just ruined it for me, and it, like, yeah. made it instantly bad, and it's, like, brown dudes getting ahead at the expense of, like, women of color is never going to be cute.
1: Yeah. And, so. like, uh, w- even with all of that, like, on top of it, I didn't think the writing was that great. Mm. I didn't think his acting was that great. I didn't think the topics were that interesting. Like, uh, I don't know. It it felt wi- you know what it was? I think the thing for me, and, and, and I don't know who, I don't know whose quote unquote fault this is, but I feel like when, especially before season one, it was being, before it even premiered, it was being heralded as this like, this, this show of representation, mm. right? And, and like, it built all this hype. And then I saw it and I was like, what the fuck is this? I you think know? that's
0: the issue is any show that really builds itself as like a show of representation and diversity. Well, I think that's what, it's I gonna mean, be mean, s-
1: similar, but different. I think that's what hurt Rami. Mm. Uh, I like the show for the most part. I, I think, I mean, I don't believe in a perfect television show. Yeah, but we
0: actually have a great article yeah. about this on the website by Fatima Zera.
1: Awesome, awesome, awesome piece. Really and nuanced yeah. take on it. Well, I, th- I thought she hit a lot of great points. And I, and I think like, uh, you know, I guess I, I, speaking as a, as a Muslim person, right? I think one of the parallels I see when we talk about South Asian representation and then Muslim representation in the media is that like, in many ways, these are two communities that are inherently diverse, Right, they're spread across the planet. Like, I mean, the the South Asian diaspora does not belong to the U.S. Right? Like, there's almost two levels of South Asian diaspora in the U.K. Right? You have Australia. There's all these different narratives. There's multiple generations. There's multiple generations. Exactly. Right. And and on you know on the flip side, you look at sort of like the Muslim diaspora. It's it's sort of it's compounded by like ethnic backgrounds as well. And what was like really kind of disheartening for me to see is like. Maybe I got to get off Twitter, but like <laughs> on Twitter and I'm like, I'm watching, I'm like reading everybody's reactions. And so many of the reactions, like this isn't my experience. And I'm like, wait a second, guys. Wait a second. Like it doesn't have necessarily need to be a one to one. Right. Like mm. it like to me, it's interesting when like like me as a South Asian, I'm an Indian. I'm an Indian Muslim person born and raised in New York. Right. I'm watching a show about an Egyptian American raised in New Jersey. Right. Mm. There's a lot of things that he was talking about that happened in the show that like I I didn't experience it I didn't relate to it I disagreed with it. I had a, I had a completely different experience, but, like, I don't know may, maybe I'm viewing it differently. I, I just to me that isn't necessarily a detriment to the show.
0: Right. I mean, even I was watching it, and I'm I'm an Indian American. Woman of a Hindu background, and there were moments I really related to, like the uncle in the first episode who was so domineering and like showing him how to wash his feet and jerk off
1: too much, right? Like stuff like
0: that. Like I, I felt so can like I saw myself in those moments where it was like, yeah, there are like yeah people in my community, older people in my community who like take liberties with like that proximity and like. It felt very warm to like see that depicted and like even in a in a space that's maybe unfamiliar to me mm-hmm. because that still is my world. So like, I mean, yeah. what are we
1: gonna do? Just watch shows and stuff that are exactly about us? I,
0: I think that it's you important know, though. There's with, a balance
1: that needs to be for had, real. Right?
0: I agree with that totally. But I also feel like it is important that when media comes out that depicts us, that we are critical of it because mm-hmm. I think that when you live in our fucked up racist timeline or country maybe not timeline, if you like live in this world right now, like our existence is constantly called into question. Like yeah. our our stake to this territory, like our opportunity to like live here and stuff is always being debated. Yeah. Like even when you are born here, like birthright citizenship is constantly being discussed, yeah. right? Like it's like we didn't think that would happen and now it is we thought we were safe and now we're not or you know we never thought we were safe whatever side you are on like what i'm just saying is that i think that it's important to do to like set the boundaries of like what we're okay with Mm -hmm. and like you know sounding off on twitter is okay i think that sometimes it, it it does go a little far where it's like we're gonna cancel this project before we even watch it yeah but i'm not gonna like force anybody to watch anything because it makes them inherently uncomfortable like it's it's a tricky thing i think because like we we're so hungry for this media yeah and then sometimes we're so hungry that we like also starve ourselves it's like you start
1: you start eating your own hand right like yeah and 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 we are like i I think sometimes i feel like sometimes we're we're hypercritical Mm. to a point where and this, is, this, is, I guess, this is I a mean, question. I mean, our parents were hypercritical. Oh, that's a different. That's a different <laughs> we podcast. We understand yeah, hyper, that's a, <laughs> being hypercritical but, It's but our I think language. One, one of the things I, I guess, I think about as a question is that, what, what, like signal do we put out to like other communities when like we are so visibly like, I don't want to say angry, but like we're so intensely critical of our own work, and like, yes, we we should be critical because we should want the best, but. Like, where is that, where do we draw the line where we're like, okay, now maybe this is, we've reached sort of this nexus where this is, this isn't even helpful criticism.
0: Yeah, I, I hear you. Um, I don't know. I, I think we're still navigating that yeah. territory. This is a very different place to be in. We didn't have this much, I hate saying the word content, but we didn't have this much at our fingertips. Yeah. And now we do. And now we need to decide what the terms of that relationship yeah. are. It's tricky, it's gonna keep going. I think that when we get more stuff and you know, we make our voices heard by shitting on things publicly, <laughs> I think it will make these studios and these like, you know, film houses sit up and listen because eventually we're not gonna keep yeah buying what they're selling to us.
1: So I I think we should like move on to some more questions. I just like look one last thought that I just had. Oh
0: yeah, so you get to decide that we're moving <laughs> on to the new question, but also you get the last word. <laughs> Go ahead. I see you.
1: I, no, I mean, just just to kind of, like, I, I think as often as we are hypercritical, we should also, like, revel in the things that we like.
0: Uh, yes, no, we right? should definitely celebrate stuff That's that all. we're into. On that note, I will have, I say I'm really excited for the new Ali Wong Randall Park vid- yes. movie coming out on Netflix. There's a moment at the end of the trailer where she's, like, canoodling with Keanu Reeves. Mm-hmm. And they're just, like, whispering disgusting sweet nothings <laughs> into each other into each other's ears. Oh, my God, that sounded so dirty. Um, Just whispering these things to each other. And Keanu Reeves tells her, like, I missed your taste. I missed your thighs. And I want that representation for <laughs> us, too. Like, I, the East Asian representation is coming in real strong. <laughs> it's amazing to see. But we also need shit like that. You know, we need, like, goofy, ridiculous, like, yeah. warm, unsettling... We Complex. need more Keanu Reeves in these, South Asian. We need contact. a Keanu Reeves. <laughs> well, who's a brown Keanu Reeves? I don't know.
1: We don't have anyone sad enough and hot enough. Maybe Zayn, but he's too British. He's
0: too young. He's
1: too young. He's yeah, he's
0: Ugh. He's maybe, too famous, too young. You know, maybe yeah. Arjun Rampal. like if he like came into the scene, he oh, could yeah. be you know oh, our yeah. sad zaddy.
1: I I root for him whenever he's a villain.
0: Oh my gosh. I I have I to. love him so much. Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Yeah. I just started thinking about Arjun Rampal <laughs> and I went on like a whole mind journey. Nadia just like journey. blacked out for a couple <laughs> minutes. I had to
1: cut five minutes of dead space <laughs> out of this.
0: Um, okay, okay. So we got a lot of really amazing, thoughtful questions or requests from folks. Like um, Anjana who asked about like acquiring wealth in the brand community, like what that means. Also, like what does it, what does good solidarity look like? That I think is a really big question. Yeah. And uh, we can like touch on it maybe briefly and then move on.
1: I mean, yeah, I I, th- I think like that's a, that's an episode. That's but, a whole episode. But let's let's at least give some. some yeah. Thoughts. Okay.
0: So what do you think? So Anjana um, at Anj at Anaran Jada. I'm sorry if I messed that up on Twitter. <laughs> uh, wrote acquiring wealth in the brown community. Are we really trying to turn that four mil into eight, or do we even care?
1: Um, I think this is a this is like case by case, like do what you got to do. Cause like, the thing is, is like we all like this community socioeconomically is so diverse that like no one person can just say, yeah. Oh, like you're selling out or go get that cash. Like if, if finance bros want to go compound their interest till they're dead, go for it, man. Like you do your shit. You do your shit. Like we can't all be artists.
0: I love that we're getting this whole class of starving artists as well, though. Mm -hmm. Like it's nice to have that diversity. Um, I guess like, yeah, the idea of like being wealth focused is tricky and -hmm. I would never want to like put that on anybody. I like the complexity in our socioeconomic makeup. Absolutely. And I hope that what it means is that we are further complicating this model minority myth where like, oh, we're all affluent and that we're all doing these amazing, you know, STEM based things and actually like look at the nuance of like how many of us, you know, drive cabs and how many of us own laundromats or yeah. work in laundromats and like you know things like that like i i don't know acquiring wealth is a really tricky concept i think we're moving forward yeah. I think I, that's really vital
1: i think like the one thing i would say is if you are of that hyper growth cash mindset whatever i don't know the, the right terminology but remember remember your community too right like remember that like okay is is the way that you're generating your wealth Like, are you stepping on the backs of other people? Are you stepping on the heads of other people? And, like, be mindful of that now because Mm -hmm. I think, like, as a community, we're in a pretty unique position, especially in the U.S., right? In terms of, like, I think most people are either first or second generation, right, in terms of, of, like, family being in the U.S. So for the most part, we have, if not your own family, like, in your extended family, if not your extended family, like, family friends, right? Like, you will see a range of socioeconomic disparity. And I Mm -hmm. think, like, it's important to keep that in mind and important to think, like, am I profiting off of, you know, exploiting other people and like, just like practice with empathy, right? Yeah.
0: Capitalism fucking sucks. <laughs> Don't be a fucking capitalist scab. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, next question. Next question. Uh, Anjana also asked brown folks at work, solidarity at work, what that looks like. So I was thinking about this. Um, I think this is a really tough question. It really has to do with like, you know, understanding what intersectionality is, what solidarity is in both organizing spaces and non-organizing spaces. Um, I can only speak from my experience working in this kind of DIY art community. And I will say solidarity is a really tricky thing. I think a lot of people talk the talk and don't, (laughs) as a cliche, walk the walk. Like it's, sometimes it's very hard to find partners for projects Mm -hmm. and I'm not, maybe that comes down to the project, but I find that it's very often about motivation and incentive and, um, very economic stark terms. Sometimes solidarity is a very expensive thing and, it doesn't come through in a genuine way and sometimes we're just out here for ourselves and I I especially feel this and I've been very vocal about it I feel this in Asian American spaces especially because I think that the term Asian American it's supposed to include all of us and it really doesn't yeah I think a lot of Asian American initiatives are headed up by East Asian people and often only have a culture or sensitivity towards East Asian people. And it locks a lot of us out. It locks out, obviously, Southeast Asians, South Asians, Central Asians, Southwest Asians. There's a lot of us. Yeah. And we all look different and we have different experiences. And I really don't think that anyone in good faith can call themselves Asian American unless they understand that. Those relationships. Especially because, like, when you're Indian, like, we're so content within the bounds of, like, Chinese culture. Like, there's so much Mm -hmm. sharing that happens in, like, on the continent. You know, and I think it comes through in the diaspora and like, I don't know for everybody. I know like my mom grew up in Hong Kong. I have a, I have a major, like there's a lot of Chinese traditions that I find very comforting Mm -hmm. because of my mom. Um, and I think that there are a lot of us like that. I wrote about Indo-Chinese food for a a piece and I got a lot of people messaging me being like, yeah, it's so part of being Indian for me, like getting Hakka noodles on the corner stuff like that so i sometimes i find that like solidarity can feel very one way at times um, and that's a complicated thing in a lot of different spaces and it definitely needs to be discussed more um okay uh so moving on to the next one uh shriya sarkar at shriya sarkar 7 said i want an episode about body hair and people (laughs) who don't ascribe to the brown dolphin look okay i know shriya requested an episode
1: We'll, we'll do an episode. Yeah, think I think we we we'll, do we'll do one. a
0: body episode uh, because also at uh, Senna Ahmad. Hey, Sena. Senna also asked for a discussion about body positivities. So yeah. I think that those two kind of work together and I think we'll get back to that in the future because I think, you know, between all of us, we have so many opinions yeah. on that um, and there's a lot to discuss from like a cultural angle or religious angle, mm-hmm. just like a living in a body angle. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I... I think a lot of I I'll say it again. A lot of these questions that y'all asked are really complicated and are going to make us think for a long time.
1: Yeah, and and I, and I think like especially like when it comes to to body body hair body positivity like that, is isn't, it's inherently like a personal thing and mm. we can only like share our own experiences and sort of like encourage people to right. to, to like practice
0: kind- kindness. Yeah,
1: kindness to themselves and right. like I I think that's important though. I think like
0: yeah. I think with body hair, which we'll probably get into, um, it fucking hurts from moving body <laughs> hair. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Yeah. I stopped doing my eyebrows and I stopped doing my upper lip and I really don't care that it gives me this like cute, berry, fuzzy look yeah. all the time. I kind of like it. I feel very cute now.
1: It's, it's really funny that like this was even asked. I was, when I left work today, I was like sitting, I work at a startup, so there's just couches everywhere. Um, <laughs> and I was sitting on these couches.
0: Startups bunch of couches bunch of
1: couches and somebody somebody and commented that, yeah it's, yeah i wish <laughs> that's
0: what a startup is
1: <laughs> um and and somebody commented that my beard was really nice mm-hmm. um and oh
0: it, in a startup space of course of course right yeah like lumber sexual shit oh god
1: <laughs> <laughs> i have to shave tonight <laughs> yeah. um but it was funny I, I didn't say this but i wanted to just kind of like tell him like
0: thanks it's muslim
1: i just if i don't have one, i look 12
0: <laughs> right, is simply, so it's simply a vanity thing.
1: It's a vanity thing. It's a confidence thing. It's like uh,
0: shaving I, all the time. Yeah. Parts. I mean,
1: it's funny. We were talking about the poetry reading uh, uh, at the top of the show, and I actually I didn't have anything prepared. So I was going to read this old, old, old piece I wrote that's like really bad, but really funny. You know, the title is not very creative. It's a beard poem, right? Mm. And I, I wrote it when I was. You make it sound
0: like everyone has a beard poem. I,
1: I do. Th- no, I have a line in there that everybody has a bearded stage in their life.
0: Okay. Right? And Ooh, you deep.
1: I know. I know. Vava. Vava. <laughs> it's my Urdu poet vibes. <laughs> um, I, I think the thing about, like, for me having facial hair was, like, almost a matter of, like, seeing myself more as a quote-unquote man. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, throughout high school, like, I never felt, like, respected by people as, like, you know, like, a when I was 16, people treated me like I was 10. When I was 20, people treated me like I was 16. And so then I, you know, I turned 20 and I grew my beard out. But, like... It's funny because I think a lot of people associate like, oh, you have beard, you're like rugged, you don't care about stuff. But like I manicure all the other little hairs above my beard mm. line. Like this morning I spent, I was late to work because I was tweezing <laughs> like cheek hairs out. Right. And yeah. like I get hair that's like kind of and like, like noticeable too. Not like a little wispy, you know, right, right. Little, little caterpillar fur. Like I get a hair on my cheeks and it goes up like up almost by like the ends of my eyebrows. And so, it's like a
0: full face yeah. of hair. Yeah, and
1: it's really funny. I, I, you know, I was saying, I've been saying with my brother in between apartments, and uh, a couple of days ago, I was, you know, I shaved, and so I have to put, I have, to, I have to apply shaving cream like a face mask essentially, <laughs> and I guess my brother didn't the know this. The brown struggle. Yeah, and so he, being my, being my older brother, doesn't knock when I'm in the bathroom. He just <laughs> walks right in, and he was like sh- astounded. He's like, "What are you doing?" I was like, "I'm shaving." And in that moment, like both of us realized that the other person's relationship with body is drastically different. Right. But like, I, like, once a week, I have to apply shaving cream to my whole face. Right. And shave my face like Wolverine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, that's incredible to me. Cause like that could not be, that couldn't be me. I, I think the funniest thing about becoming an adult is that you realize you're growing like chin hair. yeah (laughs) obviously you have chin hair but as a cis woman i did not expect to have as much dark hair Mm -hmm. as i have growing like under my chin on my neck you know under my lip it's kind of this incredible realization of like oh shit like i have to like i have to be aware of these hairs i can't see yeah i don't know how else to describe it but chin hairs what the fuck um, okay, I think that's a good place to leave our yeah. hair conversation because we have so much <laughs> to say about that. I'm sure we'll like we'll come back to it along with body positivity in the future. It's a, it's a very deep, deep well oh for yeah. us to pull from. Uh, we'll read some of our terrible deep body hair poetry. That's a pun. <laughs> that's a pun. Uh, that's yeah, a pun. Oh, God. Um, okay, so Serene. Oh, our Serene Patel, who provides our uh, music. He wrote in and said, why is it so easy to root for anyone else but us? Why are we so eager to eat our own? Why can't we learn from what other marginalized people have gone through in this country? I have opinions about this. What I don't understand is the fucking hashtag brown excellence or brown girl magic. (laughs) What the fuck? Like, we, as a people, we've been around for centuries. We've made our own fucking art, like, why can't we come up with our own hashtags? Why do we have to co-op stuff? Why do we have to steal stuff from the black yeah. community? I think that happens a lot. Like I that's what I that's why I have so many feelings about like brown people rapping. It's like a lot of them don't pay homage to like the roots of that genre, that it's about it's made by black people, it's about black experience, it is specifically engineered for the sharing of black art and black experience. There's and so
1: much context. To there it. is so yeah.
0: much that I cannot even begin to understand because it's sort of like living in a culture. Mm-hmm. There's a lot that you just by osmosis understand, yeah. and we didn't have that. That's not our background. So, I, I I understand this question. Like it's it's hard. I think because there's a lot of infighting within our community. Yeah. Um, Are we just
1: petty people?
0: I think. Well, <laughs> I I think the issue is that we come from actually really diverse a very diverse place like yeah. india sh- almost should not exist it's <laughs> like so like every state has its own series of languages its own traditions its own cultures its own its rivalries
1: own, for some reason yeah, yeah within
0: between castes there's so yeah. much between like you know regions between um just like w- tribes yeah
1: you have different re- like religious sort of pockets throughout yeah, the yeah
0: I, I i mean I, I it's a very false uh dichotomy but i think there's a lot to learn like Africa is a massive, massive continent with so much diversity within it. And yet we're so quick to be like, oh, Africa. I talk about it like it's a country. Yeah. Because understanding the nuances of it is really complicated mm-hmm. and hard. And so I think we do that with India and South Asia too.
1: I, I would agree with that. And yeah. so we're
0: really flattening and homogenizing really complicated experiences and relationships. And I think this is what we do when we come to this country because we have to almost for survival. It's just like latch onto whoever's around us. Yeah. But at the same time, I think it's almost artificial sometimes because, like, that solidarity can be real. Yeah. But I think that it's, like, obfuscating a really complicated...
1: Well, I I guess my my question to that would be, by virtue of being part of the diaspora, do we sort of... Do we dumb down, I guess, a level of our identity in that now we are more... Like, in the case of being from India, Mm. Right do I leave my province and my state behind or do I, do I devalue that? Because I obviously will have less of a connection to it mm. now that I'm living here. I, like that regionality doesn't, like the regionality of me being, my family being from Gujarat, like like it's a playful thing I can joke about, but I don't genuinely have this sort of like, I'm from the best state in India. You know what I mean? Like, because- Jokla and Tagore. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I mean, how can I reasonably say that when I can't even name all the other states in the country? Is right? Tagore Gujarati? I don't know. Bengali? that's my point <gasps>
0: bengali yeah, yeah okay that, you're right I get like that. The,
1: the the way i'm proud to be from new york right but that's because i'm informed enough to talk about it right i've lived here my whole life i this is like probably more part this is by far more part of my identity than my family being from gujarat
0: yeah yeah no i i understand that i think well with this question like why is it why are we so eager to eat our own I think it's it comes from a lot of places. I think it comes out of survival. This need to like put down others so we can survive. Mm. It comes from like a flattening of really complicated su- situations sometimes. I think it also comes out of a like w- white pleasing mentality. Mm. You know, like yeah. it's this is how we get closer and closer to whiteness is by distancing ourselves from our brownness. Yeah. And I, that's a whole clusterfuck <laughs> of, you know, more that, d- I think that yeah, just ask more episode, questions yeah. Yeah, than it answers. But I think I get somewhere to like what Serene's asking. Yeah. Um, okay. So uh, we're, we're getting near the end guys. <laughs> Don't worry. Yeah. Um, well, okay. So a lot of folks asked about really complicated subjects. Like I said before, like uh, panic at the discourse, which I love that, that handle uh, at kindle Dave seven. Asked about the caste system and how it carries over the diaspora, um, that's a whole episode that we definitely have planned for the for the future. Yes. Also, uh, Urvashi uh, Pathania at Swarvashi <laughs> uh, asked about anti-blackness in South Asia and its diaspora. And that's also very very big, and we definitely want to get into that. Um, thanks, Stephen Hernandez, for saying that our episode with Abby was so good. We love her, um, and yeah, of friend of the pod. Little sister, <laughs> um, and also said that we should have uh, Sharon Daliwal of burnt roti and the poet um, Mazadoda on at some point. I agree; we should definitely. Those would be really fun conversations. Yeah, I think.
1: And, and like we encourage you guys. To let us know if there's other people that you'd like to have on the podcast you know we want to we want to elevate other people's platforms as well so um
0: oh and the last person i just wanted to Mm -hmm. shout out thank you uh fabliha at bengali sun for also asking about the superiority complex slash hierarchy within the south asian community i think that we can definitely talk about that when we talk about caste and when we talk about anti-blackness i think it does roll into all of those um but yeah i this was a really fun mailbag episode i think that we covered a lot of ground (laughs) Um, Thank you all so, so much for talking to us and engaging with us and subscribing and rating and reviewing us. We got some really, really fun reviews and we love reading them. Um, Not only do they like totally validate and like make us feel like we're doing the right thing, but then we can show them to our parents and be like, look, I'm (laughs) making something real. Yeah. Please don't listen to the episode about sex that I did. (laughs) But also like, thanks for listening. Um, Yeah. I Thank you everybody. I feel very humbled by all of this. Maybe that's an uncool thing to say. But no,
1: it's I think it's we're we're nearing the end of this, this first season and yeah. um, I'll put on my producer hat for a second, I guess. But
0: do you wanna tell them like a little bit of like what we have planned? Like who our very special guest is gonna be in a few weeks? I think
1: we I think we should keep it a surprise Ugh, and then okay. we can do some like little teasers and stuff. Yeah, but um, yeah, yeah. yeah we we plan to have one more episode with the special guest. Um but after that we're gonna take a break. Gonna take some time, regroup, uh, Anishka, Nadia, myself, get an idea of how we want to plan out the second season, and yeah. and just kind of tighten the ship a little bit. This yeah. is this has been really fun, but it's also been pretty much on the fly, and we are, you know, we're we're kind of taking it week by week, and we want to kind of improve the product and give you guys something that we're even more proud of. Uh, this has been a lot of fun to make, and and you know, to see the response that we get and to even like have enough people to do a mailbag episode to me is like,
0: it's incredible. I
1: remember at the beginning of the season. I like, I was going to mention it, but I didn't want to get ahead of myself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I'm like, so excited. We're not even on the last episode and we have enough to talk about for a mailbag episode. And obviously we miss Anushka and wish you were here, but we're going to, we're going to have one more episode and we're going to take a break. We're gonna come back Strong. stronger than ever. Well rested. Well rested. Well groomed. Well groomed. I, my eyebrows will be so plucked.
0: <laughs> like not to get ahead of ourselves, <laughs> but we have like so many really amazing plans. Yeah. For the for the months coming up, we really want to keep this energy going, hoping to find. Um, I don't know, just like a good home for all the work that we're doing Yeah, eventually.
1: And if you guys have, like I said before, right? If, if you the have far, the hookup at Spotify yeah, or something like that, Drop a WNYC limb.
0: NPR, let us know. Hell
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Cool. It's been a great run. It's I'm really excited. Good. We got one more.
0: Aziz, thank you so much for <laughs> joining me. Can you um, let our listeners know where to find you?
1: Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. Uh, my current <laughs> Twitter handle is Underscore man frog. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram. It's just my name, Aziza Deeb. Uh You can watch my little videos where I put music and don't move the camera at all.
0: Right. Our uh, enigmatic, fame-hungry producer. <laughs> find him. Follow him. This has been great.
1: I'm so glad. I'm so glad that I got to finally get on the mic. It feels so weird to hear my voice.
0: Yeah, you famous. We're doing it. This episode of the Cardamom Pod is presented by Kajal Magazine in partnership with Listening Party. Follow the crew on Instagram at Listening Party Presents and at Canal Street Market. And follow Kajal at Kajal Mag. I'm your host, Nadia, and my co-host for today was Aziz. Uh, Our producer is also Aziz. (laughs) Music provided by Serene Patel. We'll talk to y'all soon. Keep an eye out for evil eyes.